Alright, Joe is still loud. Raw is a little quiet. I've adjusted you accordingly. Talk a little more. This should actually fucking do it. Alright, let's do a couple more tests. We got time. Uh... Joe, why don't you just accept God in your life? Accept the word of Jesus. Because I already got like seven other gods in there. Can't fit another one in. You don't have more than three, motherfucker. There's the Easter Bunny, Santa Claus, Tooth Fairy. Mm-hmm. Joe, I don't know how to tell um, you this. I, I thought your parents would have broken me. this to you while you were still young. Uh, all of those people are Jesus in costumes. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I know they always say Jesus finds his way into your heart, but I didn't know he was a O'Connor's in the lead in Ohio right now by 53%. Oh, shit. Hmm. Dems are going to take over. Probably. Moderate Democrat. I will I will hold off until... Well, I guess we could actually... I'll hold off until the podcast before I make anything. Else. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's fucking podcast. Let's get it started. All right. Uh, intro. Intro. Oh, new intro. I'll keep doing the same intro. In a world where there are too many podcasts, these guys didn't get the memo this summer while you're driving or cooking or whatever. Half listen to Trouble Speak. Hopefully unimpressed. Okay. What's going on, people? <laughs> it's Trouble Speak. I'm your host. You know the deal. I'm Nate. Holla if you hear me, Joe. Hey, what's up? Roberto. Show them what you do. I'm here. I'm proud. I don't know why. <laughs> All right, guys, current events. He always knew this day would come. He saw it in his crystal frog. Alex Jones is banned. So, Facebook, Damn. Google, and Apple. No more Alex Jones. His content's been removed. Um, Who's Alex? Uh, some asshole. I don't know. <laughs> Alex Jones is a uh, widely known <laughs> conspiracy theorist. Is how he's most popularly branded. He runs the site Infowars. Um, it is rather infamous for being the progenitor of conspiracy theories that don't necessarily hold their salt, but some of them do. So he gained a lot of credibility over the years predicting things and getting some things correct while making other, you know, kind of wacky out there predictions as well. But So what did, what did he get canned for? He got canned for hate speech, which is uh, something we should probably delve into as far as what the fuck that means. One thing I wanted to put out first, though, is this, it cannot be argued, this is a coordinated effort between different companies, because Facebook, Google, and Apple all banned him at the same time overnight. You can't act like they weren't all in together. They can't just claim, oh, he's, he suddenly violated all of our hate speech laws on our terms of service simultaneously. We all just decided to take him off. They talked to each other. They coordinated it. And I've seen, already seen all the headlines. Get him off of Twitter, too. Why does he still have any voice at all? Get him off of everything. As someone who does not like Alex Jones in the least, 
I agree. I think it's a little weird that these companies all did it in a simultaneous strike. If it was like Facebook doing it and then a few days later, iTunes or Apple or whatever, and then YouTube, I think that would be a little different because then it's kind of companies following a trend. Sure. To have them all do it at the same time. I mean... Clearly a decision was that, made that, somewhere. That's really weird, especially with YouTube being owned by Google. Exactly. Who controls the algorithm that shows you search results. Yeah. Uh, I'm not super comfortable with that. And that's another and thing again, I was going to... Oh, go ahead. I don't like Alex Jones at all, but that does seem really shady. Yeah. Well, what what exactly happened? I mean, we got to let people know, because not everybody knows who this guy is. What, what did he do? Oh, where to start? I don't know what he did <laughs> specifically to start this. That's though. the thing. Nobody there's knows. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of notoriety on, like, he he was the one who kind of pushed the Sandy Hook conspiracy that it was all a uh, uh, false flag, right? And that's another false thing. Flag. There's so many headlines about him when I actually listened to his show quite a bit back in the day, not so much more recently. I've been listening to it more now that he's under fire for, you know, saying whatever shit. I remember the whole Sandy Hook thing, and I remember him having guests on his show that were presenting him, like, legions of evidence. Like, these are all the reasons that it's a very... Like, he didn't start it. It's a very popular trend online, people calling it a inside job or a false flag. And people, like, people on his side, people are pushing him. It's like, Alex, why aren't you calling this a false flag? It obviously is. So he does the same thing we do on this podcast. We, I mean, one of us was defending pedophiles in the other podcast, for God's sake. He started playing devil's advocate. He's like, okay, maybe this is a false flag. Look at this. Look at this. Look at that. It could be. So what did the news run with? Alex Jones claims it's a false flag. The kids are actors. It's all fake. Nobody actually goes and listens to the things that he said. That's what he's always ranting and raving about because it's Alex Jones in a headline. It's never, or it's a clipped up snippet of him talking without the larger context when most of the time it's devil's advocate. I mean, that's kind of getting to a point <laughs> where even by playing devil's advocate, you're advocating. And what it's uh, it's advocating hate speech, advocating this, letting letting things happen, even if you're the one not exactly doing it, it's still just seen just as guilty. Guilty by association. Sure. It doesn't have to break any law, but it breaks a social norm and a social collective on what that means. Oh, well, he's letting them on there. That means he advocates it himself. You can't even play devil's advocate. So, but was he really not- playing devil's advocate, or was he championing those causes? Like. I think what we're doing with a podcast and what we've set out to do is is start conversations. Right. Why don't we don't we don't attack each other if people are lit, if whoever might be listening to us might be wondering why we don't go harder against each other. We're not trying to attack positions. We're right. trying to talk about things. Exactly. I don't I- think Alec Jones ever did that. He was more of a here's this idea. And I want to be at the center of all this. Like I want to make the conversation about right my about position Agreed. rather than the position yeah. itself. I think you're absolutely right about that. And uh, there's so many causes that he, I don't even think he claims to champion. It's just they get kind of attached to him. And when they turn out to be right, he couldn't be happier. He's like, yeah, remember when I predicted all this? Remember when I said this was going to happen? But then when it turns out to not be exactly right, he's backpedaling. He's like, well, I didn't exactly say that. So he kind of tries to put himself in this position where he can take credit if it turns out that he was right, or he can kind of shy away if it turns out that he wasn't. Another good example is, uh, we're going to get into Shapiro and all them later, but I, I heard him talking about, uh, one of the headlines he brought up is the whole pizza place thing. You guys remember that story where I think somebody went to the pizza place with a gun and they were, they were demanding to know where the kids were being held or something like that because it became a popular conspiracy theory online that this particular pizza place, I think it was in New York, had like a dungeon where uh, pedophile trafficking was happening and white slavery and all that sort of thing. 
and it grew to such a fever pitch that somebody actually showed up with a gun saying, where are the kids? I'm saving the kids. And it, I mean, it, it's a pizza place. There were no kids there. It's nothing like that. And I happen to know for a fact, I remember Alex Jones talking about this and saying specifically, he's like, the, the pizza place itself, like I remember him talking about how it was weird and they had like weird events there and stuff like that. So he wasn't exactly helping to diffuse the whole narrative, but he definitely wasn't championing it. He wasn't saying, obviously the kids are being held here. We should go there and we should stop them. Like none of that was said. Well, I, and he is very careful when he says things though. Uh, sometimes. One of his, well, and sometimes, yeah. But one of the more recent things he's come under fire for before this whole uh, coordinated ban went through was him saying people were accusing him of threatening Robert Mueller. 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 Anyway, <laughs> uh, Robert Mueller's investigation. And if you listen to it, it is a little, it's weird. He keeps saying, like, your day's going to come. We're going to get you politically. And it's going to be high noon and we're going to square up and I'm going to take you down politically. But like he's playing like old Western songs. Like right, gonna right. Be, <laughs> so it's it's like, yeah, he's not saying I'm going to shoot this guy. Right. He's just saying and acting. And in the pot in the video, he's kind of miming like finger finger guns. He's saying everything but that. So I kind of think like, yeah, he might not be championing some of these things, but he's saying everything but. Oh, yeah. And I absolutely see where you're coming from. Like when you see a clip of him like saying stuff like that without knowing the larger context of him acting goofy and like that all the time throughout the show, talking about everything, it looks bad. It's not a good look. Yeah. But I, I, I really don't think this should have happened, at least not this way and not unless it was a specific video or. Right. Uh, I feel like there's so many times like a clip came out of him like saying something like he, probably the whole Sandy Hook thing was probably the worst of it. Like, they could have said, okay, for this specific reason, for this video, for this clip that he said this thing, he is banned for that. Not this vague as fuck. You know what? We just finally decided yeah. we've had enough of him. Well, if yeah. they be specific about it, then they got to start playing by rules. If you keep it vague, then it makes it a lot easier to start shutting people up. Exactly. That's the larger topic I really want to get into with all that. I don't want to just focus on Alex Jones. It's what the fuck is hate speech, and who decides what hate speech is, and who gets banned next. I mean, I said this when we were messaging each other before. I'll say it for everybody else. Maybe we should have. Maybe we should have let that homosexual couple sue the cake, <laughs> sue the cake business, <laughs> and let that go through. Because I mean, now these businesses are all saying, "Well, we get to decide what we're going to do and how we serve people." And now we're kind of seeing that play out online, right? Right. Everybody will yell about First Amendment rights, and they'll just straight up be like, well, we're a private company. It's our platform. We can exactly. decide what we do with it or not. Exactly. And it's like, ah, that's so capitalist, it hurts. So, <laughs> But yeah, but, but it's like I, mean, I was talking I mean, about on the other podcast. It's this whole idea of these corporations have gained ownership over the arena where speech takes place. It's like, we now control your speech digitally. It's like, I'm going to get you at high noon politically. Yep. So you're still free to speak whenever you want. Just you can't do it where everyone else is speaking. Basically. It's like we control the venue. We get to decide what you put on it. Right. And so. the most disgusting thing to me is just the fact that they all are obviously in cahoots and working together as far as who gets banned. I I have always been kind of against that idea until I mean you kind of you saw it 
with what happened with Alex Jones, which sucks because, like I said, I don't like Alex Jones. <laughs> so kind of kind of defending him is a little weird to me, but yeah. it shouldn't have happened. Like, that, that is wrong. They shouldn't – you should not have – You're not defending tech companies you're, you're, doing a coordinated assault on somebody. What are you saying, Rob? I was saying he shouldn't feel weird about it because he's not really defending Alex Jones per se as much as his right to speak, which everybody should – Exactly. This is a this yeah. is a free speech issue. Even if you doesn't matter what you think about his speech, he has the right to speak just like everyone else. But the way they take out free speech isn't taking out people that are saying positive things. It's by taking out people that are saying the oh that might be construed as negative. So they start banning it from there, and they start getting a little bit of hedgeway here and there and everywhere until the point where the line of where they have that stranglehold over what we're allowed to say gets harder and harder to see. It's kind of the same thing they did over in Nazi Germany. I know people love to reference that, so I'm going to reference <laughs> mine as well. They start coming for certain people before others, and everyone ignores it until there's no one else to save them, and then they're gone. It's been the plan. I mean, it's a battle tactic, and it's what's absolutely. being used. To- yeah, no, absolutely. Like, we're going to come after Alex Jones first. It's like, okay, who's going to defend him? Nobody, for the most part. That's They knew that. That's why he's the target. It's like, nobody's going to stand up for us. We're going to get him first, then we're going to start... Picking away the conservative side, because like the people at the top, the conservative bunch, the Fox News anchors and whatnot, they're gonna be like, "Well, we don't care about them. They're bottom of the barrel. We're not gonna worry about them." Until I mean, Rob likes the alley of the snake eating itself. The snake finally catches up, and they're next. It's a dangerous game they're playing. Very much so. Very much so. And uh, if you think about it, we'll, we'll just will this cause a chilling effect? Will other people saying the same sorts of things, or maybe not the same sorts of things, but similar things, just start censoring themselves because they know it's. Google and Facebook and Apple and Twitter have this stranglehold over communication. It's like, well, now I know if I say something they don't like, I'm gone. I'm done. I mean, it didn't start with Alex Jones either. Remember uh, Milo Yiannopoulos? When was the last time you heard from him? doesn't happen. He got banned. It's over. He's done. He's gone. Yeah. So it's like this panopticonic system they're building where everyone starts censoring themselves because they're not necessarily next, but they could be. That's true power right there. You don't even have to lift a finger in the abuse knows exactly what to do and how to do it exactly i actually have a i i have a conspiracy for our conspiracy section oh my god joe starting conspiracy mode hit the, hit it alex yeah. <laughs> i don't like the in the water turn the freaking frogs gay <laughs> let's do Basically, it I, so the theory my thought process and kind of started when we were talking about the internet growing up conversation Mm -hmm. uh i was trying to talk about how like corporations are trying to influence people outside of work right sure and i was thinking about it and we kind of went with it like okay this is the condition people so that way when they're at work they get a certain type of employee and i think it's more that they're actually trying to lean on your behavior outside of work in a way of affecting culture that way which I realize kind of sounds weird. I think I see where you're coming from. Yeah, like corporations want people to act a certain way all the time. Right, right. Because then if everybody's acting a certain way all the time, you're not ever going to run the risk of like harassment or any damage to the company because then everybody's on the same level. So we all are held to a different kind of standard in our own culture now. So if you do something that a company wouldn't find acceptable, there is no, well, the company doesn't find it acceptable, but everybody else doesn't think it's a big deal. It's you are now an outcast in every aspect of your life. You kind of see this happening in China. With I was going to say, uh, that's the other thing I wanted to get into with the whole social score thing. So kick us off. Yeah. So like the idea, what's going on in China, which 
is is really dystopian is that if you start acting a certain way or you do certain things against the government or really just against like societal rules in general, you have a social score that will go down. And this score can affect your credit, can affect your chances at landing jobs, can even if it gets so bad, I think you're even banned from like public utilities like uh, transportation and whatnot. Right, right. It's, it's a way for everybody to see you as a malcontent or an undesirable, right? Right. Almost like a digital caste system. But um, my theory is kind of going off of is that we're seeing that here, just not with the overt macro literal digital score. You're seeing people kind of being conditioned to view people that way. So that's why you might be noticing at work where people are really pushing against harassment and they'll say – it's in response to the Me Too movement and all these new stories of, of harassment coming out. But you might be noticing your, your employer's going a little too hard on it. Might be enforcing rules a little too harshly. No real wiggle room anymore. That's really I interesting, think that, actually. I think that's corporations trying to impose their will on people outside of work, not just when they're clocked in. Right, right. I see where you're coming from. It. It's interesting because I thought it would literally get the social score over here as well. I thought it was just on a different timetable. But if you're saying essentially we already have a social score, it's just we don't actually see the digits. It's just an aura about the person, the way they act, the things they do. Yeah, I think I think that's what we're pushing towards is uh, instead of the over digital score, we're pushing towards just a culture of, oh, you act this way. We know that you don't believe in all this. And you can kind of see that with our culture and right. people being, you know, kind of like the outrage culture. It's like, oh, you start saying like this. All oh, right. this means you're automatically a racist or, oh, hey, you dress like this. This means you're automatically a liberal. You know, you, you can kind of start to see that forming already. It's just there's nothing overt, like there's no signs being held up above right, them. There's right. no app. Do you think are. it'll end there or do you think we're just being primed for the actual hard Chinese style score? Because that the way I see it, the way when I originally heard the Chinese score proposed, it sickened me how genius it was the way they first implemented it. Because they didn't just mandate it across the board. If originally, it was voluntary. So you'd probably be wondering, why the hell would you want to voluntarily submit to a social score? The idea is you want to be the first adopter so you can get your score up and you're ahead of the curve whenever it becomes mandatory. So people were started doing it to themselves out of the gate. And then as it starts, you know, progressing... That's yeah. how they always. That's how they always do it. Look at Facebook; they don't need exactly. from us. We willingly give it to them first, and then Precisely. it becomes mandatory. They don't need to put Spybots in our house. We just buy an Alexa. It's like, hey, Spybot, I need a how? To, how the fuck do I make macaroni and cheese? It's device spying on you in your house, and you ask it questions. We don't, oh, need don't to be silly. Microwave. We all know it's the actual microwave. Not <laughs> Sorry, Rob. <laughs> I think um, one of the bigger goals here is the end of critical thinking. They don't want people to think critically on issues. They want them to think very directly and very uniform. They don't want them to think about it further than what it needs to be because that's a waste of time. That's muda, and the business oh doesn't wait for people in the question. It wants people that are willing and obedient workers. George Carlin. Uh before uh, we move on, I do want to point out that the app that the Black Mirror episode is based on yes. was developed first in Silicon Valley, and it was an American invention first. Oh, that surprised me at all. 
<laughs> there was a lot of there was a lot of pushback against its implementation and it got shelved and that's what inspired the episode and then now we see it implemented over in china right right granted the test to see what people thought <laughs> there you go yeah i i did not do actual research on that i did read about it online so that could be full i could be full of it but that's what I heard, so and it yeah. doesn't really sound super crazy. Exactly, honestly, yeah, so. it sounds fairly credible. Well, how much? How much power does Rupert Murdoch have? And there's uh, a reason I ask that question. A lot, I guess. Does he have any stake over in China himself? I'm trying to piece some puzzles together. Oh, I don't know. I'm not. I I know he he's uh, big in Australia, which is I'm pretty sure Rupert Murdoch is actually Australian, and. Uh, over in Britain, although I don't know how much how true that is anymore. I know Fox News; a lot of his, his sons have actually been taking over, but that's all I know for certain. Well, the reason I said his name for is because I realize that he's the owner of 21st Century Fox, and 21st Century Fox owns Endemol Shine Group. Endemol, which is a very interesting name in my book, <laughs> but they're the people who make Black Mirror. The oh. people had that whole idea in the first place of what I called soft disclosure, which I believe they do a lot via media. Oh, absolutely. They do a lot of disclosure to prime people to get them ready for things, to make things culturally acceptable, to make things scientifically acceptable. Make things yeah, they've done that acceptable. for generations. It's every I was time. just trying to see if they were related to China or anything, since China seemed to jump the gun on. I know they have a big foothold in our media right now, so I'll see if there is a correlation, and I'm unable to find any, so I don't really have any. I can't. I'm not saying you're completely off base. There, there might be some credibility that I just don't have enough knowledge on the issue to really link the things together. All right, wait a second. We're all agreeing too much. This is boring. Rob, you're full of shit. <laughs> don't look at. Don't look into it too much. Yeah, but that that Black Mirror episode just <laughs> nailed it as far as how that ends up. Where you you start censoring yourself. You start associating with the people that are more like you. Like that social score just creates a class system in and of itself. Like nothing actually has to be enforced it just does it on its own people do it to themselves it creates an echo chamber that stifles ideas while at the same time creating a caste system between each one of those echo there you go hmm. yeah digital people, caste system people are afraid to be an outcast amongst their own group if they're afraid to be an outcast amongst their own group then they're going to be afraid to be an outcast amongst society amongst anything absolutely that's no, just like this whole thing with alex being banned like i was talking about with that chilling effect it's like when everyone just starts seeing how acting a certain way what can happen to you you just start acting in accordance to what these corporations dictate is appropriate behavior and appropriate opinions you gotta play the game and the game is rigged fuck all corporations next topic <laughs> next topic uh i guess we're gonna we're gonna wait around in conspiracy time a little bit because i wanted to talk about this intellectual dark web So uh, it's a stupid fucking name. So basically what they are, or what I'm going to propose them to be, is they're a cabal of these like pseudo outcasts and they're being pushed like they're trying to act like they're like nothing about them is dark web. There's nothing dark about them. They're being pushed and promoted everywhere they are. And I think what their aim, well, not necessarily their aim, but the people pushing them's aim is to start co-opting more intelligent more awake individuals people who can kind of see what's going on which is more it's a very growing population and they're there to kind of say hey yeah you know what you're right you are smart you do see what's going on come with us we're going to show you the way i don't think they're actually trying to enlighten people and like get them to the next level of thought i think they're trying to they, they kind of broke the sheep broke out of the pin and now they're corralling them into this other pin 
Hmm. Like, how would you describe that? Like, there's Here, I'll, like I'll the term like controlled okay. opposition. What would this be like? Controlled pandering? I don't know. It's controlled opposition just via media and social social media and intelligence and conversation and you got to co-opt the conversation itself, not just the people or the culture, but the conversation itself. The conversation starts getting a little crazy and out of hand. They have to get people in there to start wrangling it back up to say, you know what? It's not as crazy as you think. It's not all going crazy. It's this right here. This is what it is. And exactly. they get everybody to They're come forward saying, we have the answers. We know that the system had you in this pen staring at a screen like a dumb animal, but you saw through that and you're out here and you're open now and you're free and you're awake and you see what's happening. And now we're going to give you the truth. Hmm. You don't think maybe that they're just, they're speaking, but they maybe because, because they come off as maybe we should, should we name them? So you got like, go town. We're talking about like Ben Shapiro, Sam Harris, Jordan Peterson, right? Right. All of them. Uh, yeah, Weinstein, all pretty, very well, smart Weinstein. guys. He's good. Yeah, very intelligent. Who? Uh, um, Weinstein. He's another one. I'm just, uh, I'm just listing them. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Peterson Shapiro for sure. I haven't. I, I've only listened to a couple things of Sam Harris, and I haven't uh, listened to anything about Brett Weinstein. Um, You'd like him. They do put out that they say pretty uh, offensive things that came. Well, things that can be termed offensive to some, but they say that that you shouldn't be silence because of that because they're they're trying to start a conversation and that a lot of conversation starters are just by definition offensive so they've they've never shied away from that so what if what they're doing now is they're still doing what they've always done it's just some of the stuff they're saying is offensive to more than just the obvious left like maybe they're saying something or coming out against stuff that might be against more conservative views because that's who they've always been. It's just we've only seen them be more opposed to leftist or liberal ideas. Now, I definitely see where you're coming from. It, my whole issue is I don't think they're acting different than they always have. I don't think that they were just suddenly became these people that they are right now. That's obviously not the case. But right. what's really tipping me off is how suddenly they all became popular. And not just that. They act. They call themselves dark web. They act like they're these outsiders. It's like, well, we have unpopular opinions, but we're saying it anyway because we're not afraid. They are promoted everywhere. They're on the front page of YouTube. They're, ben Shapiro is on Fox News and CNN constantly. They are not being suppressed or silenced in any way. They're being promoted everywhere. And why now? Why so suddenly? Maybe it I has mean, to come I mean, money. Uh, the shit they were shilling before wasn't pulling in the viewers. So now these are the test agents being sent out there to see maybe we can make money from these people again if we have more people like this that share a little bit more of the of a sane mentality but we're going to, maybe it's just all about money. They saw them as more profitable and they said, you know what? Let's throw in behind That's possible them. possible too. It's possible too. CNN's dying. Fox News is dying. Maybe they're like, well, these guys are saying controversial things and they're really popular right now. Let's get them on the show and see how that goes for us. Yeah. I mean, we could be seeing like new age media, like courting different talent now. Possibly. And because of that, and instead of going through the old route of, of TV and using internet they're able to to get popular a lot faster because they're getting directly to their audience without any middleman you know right like you right. can go on youtube right now and find umpteenth videos of ben shapiro talking about different subjects and same with any one of these guys yeah so maybe the algorithm or maybe i mean i guess going kind of more conspiracy YouTube just shut down Jones, maybe that's going to start promoting Shapiro more because it's kind of the same vein where you got someone who's saying some 
It's funny you say uh, exactly that because I just watched a video before the podcast of Jones specifically calling out Shapiro and saying, this guy is the new Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck was an obvious fraud and an obvious fake and he didn't get the job done. Shapiro is clever. He's that, you know, intellectual. He talks fast. He's got that appeal of pseudo intellectuals. Like when they listen to him, they feel smart. And he's saying he's the next Glenn Beck. He's the golden child they're going to promote now. They're going to act like he's an outsider and they don't really like him. Like, he's, yeah, he's not with Fox News. He's not with any of those guys. He's this whole other thing. And it just watch him rise. Yeah. That, I, I like going from that angle. Yeah, definitely. I, I will, I'll agree. Like, I think it is putting these guys out there. Okay. This person does better with quote unquote test audiences. Maybe some more search results pop up with his name right, compared right. to. And one more thing. We were talking about how the media is so terrible of dealing with Trump. I'm putting terrible in quotes. You can't see the air quotes. We talked about why do they keep attacking his character when that's making him more popular? Why are they doing exactly the thing that's helping him? I think it's the exact same thing with these guys. How did Jordan Peterson have his meteoratic rise to success? They started attacking him for talking about trans people. It's like, okay, if you don't want, because they know he speaks about it logically and clearly and scientifically, and he's going to reach the audience and convince them, because that's what he does. He's very good at it. So why would they put him on every news channel and let him defend his position on it? Yeah. I mean, one of the most popular videos of, of Peterson himself is... Uh, he was being interviewed. I think I think she might have been British. It was a British news anchor, I mm-hmm. think. And ask him. I wish I could remember exactly how. It I went, might but know it what you were talking about. about. Yeah, you probably do because this was this was one of his more popular clips for sure. Was she asked him like why he says offensive things or why does he have to be so offensive? And he responds back like, well, in order to talk about and logically explain subjects, you have to be offensive exactly. or something like that. I can't. I can't remember exactly. Not to keep you keep putting could... him on these shows against First these. Peterson, it's going to be like the third video that pops up. <laughs> right. <laughs> they keep putting him on these shows and it's like, okay, we want you to, we have Jordan Peterson on and we have a uh, leftist transgender douchebag who doesn't know what they're talking about. Uh, let's watch as Peterson just completely dismantles them. Yeah. You know why it is, right? Here's why it is. Information about what's been going on and people getting angry about it in general have been increasing. People are starting to become more and more aware, starting to research topics, starting to have their own opinions on it. But when the opinion is starting to be formed outside of the box, it's scary for them because they don't know what's going to happen. So rather than that happen, they throw somebody on the box and says, you know what, he has your opinion. Calm down. Don't get out in the streets. Don't go talk to anybody about it. Just tell them to listen to Jordan Peterson. He'll say exactly what you were trying to say. And this little area right here. Uh, right. Stop thinking. About it. Just all listen. All of a sudden, the outcome is gone, and we're not moving any further. It's in this nice little honeycomb over here for you to go off to. Now you feel better because someone's talking about it, and that's all you really want. Yes. I think that's the tagline to the intellectual dark web. Stop thinking. Just listen. Shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> They have a lot of cool stuff to say. I mean, I really like listening oh, to them, absolutely, to be absolutely. And nobody's going to deny these guys are all incredibly intelligent. I think most of them are professors and went to Harvard and this and that and all the other things. They're all very intelligent. And I don't know. It's just something about the whole sudden explosion of popularity and the fact that people like Alex Jones are were suppressed to the point that he is banned now. And people like this who are kind of in the same vein where they have that out-of-the-box thought that the system's so afraid of and they are not being in the slightest, smallest way suppressed anywhere. I agree. We gotta do the main event, though. I gotta finish up. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I didn't have a, a really good friend. Oh, uh, 
Well, I doubt you want to touch on that now. I was going to see if you want to talk about uh, Joe Rogan and Macaulay Culkin. Uh, <laughs> you brought it up. I didn't know if you had a point you wanted to make on it. Hollywood stars I mean, and celebrities. Was, that was more just for us. I shared it in the wrong thing, but <laughs> yeah, Joe Rogan had a uh, Macaulay Culkin on his show. Joe Rogan's another one of those guys who kind of hangs out with the intellectual dark web. So good segue. There you go. But, uh, he has people on his podcast, controversial people that most others wouldn't. He's like, oh yeah, I'm edgy and cool for doing this. He gets them on there to start talking. But anytime the conversation really starts good, Joe Rogan either doesn't take the bite and leads the conversation another way. Or he laughs it off as some kind of silly insult to try to get the get the conversation to fuse so it doesn't get talked about. He tries to derail the conversation anytime he gets interested. One thing I noticed with McCall Culkin, he's a weird guy. He's pretty weird. At yeah, yeah. He kept on, on dropping little subtle lines and little lore out here for Rogan to take about asking more questions about relationship with Michael. What happens to the kids in Hollywood? What's going on in that whole realm? He kept seeing the... He kept on seeming to put little little bites out there for him, and Rogan just wasn't biting. He'd, he'd go on to something else, and it's just, it's just another one of those things that sounded like a controlled opposition. Like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, we're going to talk back if people want to hear about him. Uh, but I'm not going to really ask any of the questions, so nothing. I can't but completely maybe- disagree with that just because I, this is the Alex Jones podcast, apparently. When he had Alex on the show, watch a clip of that, too, and Alex goes on a full-on rant. And I'm not saying any of this is true or factual, but it was incredibly interesting. Like, nobody can deny the things you were saying were very interesting. And the whole time, Rogan is cracking jokes, telling him, stop, no, stop talking right now. I want to make my point. Cutting him off whenever he could, derailing the, his whole rant. So you're not, I don't think you're wrong about that. Maybe that's what's going on with Alex. He just got too big for his britches, and he's going off the script on his own, and this is their way of taking care of him. I don't know that at all. I know you had the... Illuminati. (laughs) (laughs) I think you've always said Alex is probably controlled opposition in his own way and blah, blah, blah. I honestly... Look up Bill Cooper, guy whose podcast and whose ideologies... Bill Cooper had a lot of important stuff to say, and he tried to say it, and he ended up getting killed because he wasn't supposed to say it. Alex Jones has been spouting shit for years and years and years. He hasn't gone away until just now. Been nice and safe and sound. But to be fair, I mean, he started his own company. He was broadcasting himself. He was doing it all himself. Nobody could shut him down until he was on Facebook and Apple and all these places. And all of a sudden, they had some kind of control over his media outreach. I mean, he's always been a radio guy. It's like, well, yeah, you knock him off this station. He's on 20 other ones. Well, the thing is, Bill Cooper was before all this social media got really big. And he died just a little bit before September 11th happened. And that's whenever conspiracy people started getting out there pretty big. Who jumped out to the forefront pretty quickly? Alex Jones. Reason why? If someone big like him jumps out there, then maybe other people won't think to do it. They'll be like, somebody else already did it for me. I don't have to. They didn't have to worry about another organic Bill Cooper coming up. They had a plant already ready for it. I got, I've, never, I've never heard of Bill Cooper before, Rob, but where, where was he from? Bill Cooper? I can't remember exactly where he's from, but I'm... All I remember is, you know, he predicted stuff about 9-11 and Osama before it happened. He's always talking about, you know, government spraying chemtrails and all that other kind of shit that people started talking about later on. He ended up getting in some firefight outside his private residence with some cops and got killed. And he didn't really get a lot of attention. You have to really dig him up and hear about him if you want to hear about him. That's what makes me, makes me think, wow, nobody's talking about him. Maybe I need to listen to what this guy's trying to say. Maybe he, he was the one who was being suppressed. Alex Jones is not being, not, well, not until just recently. <laughs> I mean, before, even before <laughs> just you. recently, they had him, him and a lot of other people shadow ban, but that's a whole nother topic. It's where the algorithm, you make a post and the algorithm specifically doesn't share that post with most people. Like, unless you specifically search for what that is, you'll never see it. It's never going to drop into your feed. I think what it was is Alex Jones was supposed to be 
certain fake society to hold people's attention and hold people's anger and hold people's outrage. Mm-hmm. And he lost it into the intellectual dark web and other places. So now they're saying, wow, so you're not really doing your job for us. You're kind of partially spilling a little bit of the story, you know, that we want to be told. You're you're useless now. Let's get rid of it. There's no use in investing. Huh. Oh, I only asked where Ale- uh, Bill Cooper was from because I remember Alex Jones when he was not popular yet. He did a lot of his radio and uh, public access stuff on in Texas where he was located at. Yep. So yep. I didn't know if it was if he was in Texas. Like, oh my God, it was Alex Jones killed. <laughs> 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 the frogs <laughs> that's a whole other one like every time i hear ben shapiro talk about alex jones he's like yes this is a man who claims the government is trying to turn the frogs gay it's like that's not even remotely what he said but okay dude whatever <laughs> he did say the water the turn we got it <laughs> <laughs> trust me it already played it already played, played. You gotta turn it <laughs> There's there's more context to that to that rant though. You're right. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely. Is. <laughs> Final uh, I actually I have something to talk about, but Hello. we're right at time. And you still uh, got your Roberto. Oh, well, that's not good. They shove it. Yep, said some shit he shouldn't have said. <laughs> it's got too big. Uh, <laughs> can't be talking hello? about. Can't be talking about Cooper, Rob. They're gonna shadow ban you. You're gonna be gone, man. Every time, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Final. Uh, I I want to talk about this next time. Yeah, I, I, we'll talk about it later. Uh, it doesn't need to be a final thought. <laughs> Fair enough. Um. Well, I'll say this. Let you guys wrap up however you like to. Um. No matter what you think about Alex Jones, I'm not this, you know, avid Alex Jones supporter. I feel the need to defend him because he's been banned, and that's fucking bullshit. So I don't really care what you think about him or the things that he said. He has a right to say them as much as anyone has a right to say anything that doesn't directly lead to violence or someone being hurt in some way. That's it's freedom of speech. Everyone gets freedom of speech or no one gets freedom of speech. That's the bottom line. I, uh... <laughs> I think I think Alex Jones should have been banned long ago, but yeah, just, <laughs> co- coordinated a coordinated assault like that is not is not right. Like it, it it shouldn't be going like that. If you're gonna ban somebody, you need to be very specific. Like you can't just put vague stuff out there because that could literally mean anything, and it's ridiculous. It's just so. the beginning. I think it's just the beginning. I just want to say shout out to all the people listening and responding and commenting in our little comments area. We also have a Twitter up now, twitter.com. Link in the description. Link in the description. Yeah, you'll see it. Go there, like it, share it, subscribe. We're trying to build something here. If you'd like to get your opinions heard, comment to us. Hey, if you got a good enough subject, maybe we'll have you on the show too. Hell yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yes, please comment (laughs) on everybody, anybody who's, who's listening. Even all our friends who may or may not listen. <laughs> Your child some. wants some attention right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out of here. I got to go. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Till next time. Rob, spit some, spit some lyrics. Okay, I got some for you here. Overdeveloped, underdeveloped. Bad song's a bad song. Sugar, spice, and everything nice. 
These were the ingredients chosen for the perfect little girls. The professor <laughs> used concoction. Chemical X. X. Thus, the girls were born. Using their ultra superpowers, Blossom, Bubbles, and Buttercup will be using their... F- I fucked it up. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. You totally fucked it's it up. Yeah, you had a good run. You had a good run. Cadence down and everything. Bam, 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 bam. All right.